0: The program. I've got a great crew on hand with me between Brooks Childress and Ryan Lavoie. Our intern Drew Behenna is here with us. Cam Barry back inside our studio making sure things run smoothly for us today. We want your thoughts, your phone calls. On our Auburn Bank phone line at 334-887-3401. Your thoughts are welcome on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SportsCallAU. Give us your thoughts, your predictions for Auburn and Missouri. Tigers 2-1 and one on the season. They've got to find a way to win their first SEC game of the season tomorrow. We've got lots of great giveaways here. Uh, we'd like for you to come by say hello to us. I'm going to give away a pair of tickets to the first person who shows up today to uh, say hello to us here at the Auburn Alumni Center so JJ Jackson and Brooks Childress here with us at the Auburn Alumni Center and Brooks second straight year we've had the honor of broadcasting from here and
1: we're glad to be back absolutely we had such a great time last year and we're so happy that the Alumni Association had us out again this year Uh, the huddle is such a fun fun event I know I, I stopped by before I don't remember which game it was last year but I stopped by briefly for it and it was it was very very fun last year and uh, I'm so happy that we got to be uh, asked to be back. They must have liked something we did. Yeah,
0: I love that. I love the invite, and uh, we're thrilled to be here. And once again, thrilled to be joined by Todd Deary, the assistant director of marketing and communication for Auburn Advancement, back with us once again. And Todd, it's good to see you, man. Another football season here.
2: Yeah, thank you uh,
0: for having me. Really appreciate it. And yeah, another another. Uh... Another interesting season of Auburn football already. Well, thank you for hosting us. We're excited to be here and excited to be doing things uh, with you in the Alumni Center. The huddle. What is the huddle? Tell me about this game day experience. Tell others if they've never heard of it before.
2: Yeah, so the huddle is uh, really a pretty pretty great game day experience. If you like tailgating, then this is kind of like tailgating on steroids. So <laughs> the idea is that we open up the Alumni Center uh, three hours before kickoff, and This is one of the two really special huddles that we have uh, throughout the year. So it's going to be like a tailgate, but a lot better. We've got to have Aubie here. We're going to have the Auburn cheerleaders are going to make a visit. It's air-conditioned. We've got all sorts of great uh, food and drink. We've got live music um, that's going to be provided by Shackleford Lane. Um, So there's a lot going on. We're going to have all the games um, that are are playing that day um, up on televisions. And if you're um, a contributing member of the association um, or a life member, we've also got lots of... Uh, free uh, drinks and and free um, uh, food and things like that for you. So there's tons of family activities. It's great, some great places to take some photos. There's usually some face painting going on, just lots of stuff for the kids and really the whole family.
0: So for tomorrow's game, an 11 a.m. kickoff opening three hours prior, let's do some math for folks out there. That's 8 a.m. 8 a.m. early in the morning. We're going to get off and rolling here for the huddle.
2: That is right. You should wake up, uh, fall out of bed, or, or get out of bed, depending, right. on, depending on how the night before it was, <laughs> and pretty much come straight to the Alumni Center. Do
0: it. Make sure you do that and count down to kickoff, 11 o'clock, and you can listen to the game, of course, right here on the Tiger Communications family of radio stations on FM Talk 93.9. An Auburn football team uh, that's got to bounce back. We saw a, a tough one last week inside Jordan-Hare Stadium. How about the also starts the year five consecutive home games for Auburn? Here at Jordan-Hare, this one being homecoming, of course, and this one against an SEC opponent. I'd love to go back over the years and think of how many times homecoming has also been a conference game. Because it doesn't feel like that happens too frequently, does it? No, No, I don't think so. I can't think of anything like that before. I know at the high school football level that's like – disrespectful if you got scheduled for homecoming <laughs> like are you are you serious you think you're gonna win this football game against us
1: that was my high school you we were always we were, there, there was a string oh, Roberts I, I don't school, remember man. what year it was but there was a string we had four consecutive games we were somebody's homecoming
2: <laughs> and did you play the role of the typical homecoming team and lose yes
1: <laughs> yes we 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 wore that badge with honor oh
0: yeah well you want to play the part I mean, yeah. you, you might not get invited back <laughs> has someone notified Missouri that that's like they they have respect? responsibilities being Auburn's homecoming opponent. like Yeah, it's like they're the, they're the Washington Generals right? and we're the Globetrotters. We're supposed like, to always right? win this. Like,
2: you, you can put up a decent show, but at the end of the day, yeah. you, you, need, you need to lose by 10 or 15.
0: What but. a week it's been for Auburn football. We've got quarterback controversy. Uh, we've got Coaching controversy, given the way uh, this week has unfolded and given the way that second half went for the Tigers a week ago, and now we'll have to wait and see what they can do tomorrow uh, against a Missouri team that's also uh, kind of been struggling so far this season. I'm just ready for another game, uh, ready to get that that bad, sour taste out of our mouth from that second half against Penn State, because uh, I, I like what Brad Law said on Sports Call yesterday. There's still positives to look at with this Auburn football team. It's not. So negative, uh, as we've seen so far this week, it feels.
2: Yeah, I agree, and and it's also interesting how early homecoming is it always feels. It feels like it's a little bit later in the right. year yeah. usually as well. So that, the part of that is because of this. I think this crazy schedule where you've got five straight games at home, and then they're on the road for so long, and then they kind of mop back and forth. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I want to see some more data, <laughs> right? I, I want to see Auburn play another game and see are they are they better off than we think they are? Are they worse? Are they are they what we think they are? Like nobody really knows. There's been just lots and lots of speculation, but no matter whether you feel like we're going to play well or, or not play well, you should come by, of course, to the huddle and, and just enjoy I, I will say last weekend, I had one of the best days of tailgating I've ever had in an Auburn football game. It was fantastic. I've been My first one was 85 or 84-ish, somewhere sure. in that. It was a great, great day on the Plains, and it was a great day up until whenever you want to put it, midway through the third quarter or so.
1: And, you know, when, when you think about it, you mentioned it's an 8 a.m. start for you guys. It's an eight a.m. start for everybody tailgating. Why get your stuff out that early? Just come on by here. Let, <laughs> right. That's let other people that's do the work the way for you. To go. Yes, yeah. let
0: right. other people do the sleep, sleep you, in a I mean, little bit. Yeah, come over and they've got it taken care of, and then just walk across to the game. Yeah,
2: I, I totally agree. All you need to look for is there's a big inflatable tiger head. It's gigantic. You can't miss it. And the Alumni Center is uh, it's next to the Fiji House and the CVS on on South College. Um, and you're basically a I don't know what would you call Jordan here? Maybe a Five-minute walk? Yeah. Yeah, maybe a five-minute walk five from the minute. stadium.
0: 317 South College Street, the address for the Auburn Alumni Center. J.J. Jackson here on hand with Brooks Childress and Todd Deary, the director of, let's see, assistant director of marketing and communication. With a title like that, you're telling me they didn't let you pick which game was homecoming?
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for that phone call. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Would you have been <laughs> I, think, I think they just lost my number. It's probably really most likely what happened. <laughs> um, I, I, this is this so surprising. This is I learned this a this bit of a little bit of a little bit of the Auburn Sports of looking for pos- p- bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little was of a little bit of a little of a one score of at halftime and of comes out of the locker room uh, just the one score 14 to six and they have the football to start the second half. Auburn had, what, the most first downs of the season that they've had? They had plenty of scoring chances. They just weren't able to capitalize in the red zone. And then you couple that with you had the most first downs, but you also had the most turnovers. And that's not the winning formula there. But there are like when you put it that way, you're moving the football. Now let's find a way to get it into the end zone.
2: Yeah. What was the total yardage? They had over 400 yards of offense, right? Right. I don't remember what the exact number was, but it was. Uh, yeah, it wasn't like we came up and put up 160 yards offense. But we're either negative nine or negative ten, whatever it is in the in the turnover on the year. You're just not going to win a lot of significant games doing that.
0: Have to find a way to fo- the defense to force you a turnover, right. but then offensively punch it in. Once you get down there and uh, you know, that's, I guess, I can't decide if I want to go positive or negative and I typically lean positive positive. Uh, and you were able to do that in red zone trips offensively the first two weeks of the year, but for whatever reason, that just wasn't working for Auburn against Penn State. I agree. The, the, the great
2: mystery of tomorrow that's going to that needs to be answered is what is this offensive line doing? Are they as bad as Penn, was Penn State particularly effective in what they were doing or or are we going to see them uh, be more effective in either run blocking or pass blocking? That's the thing. You've got to see them being effective in one or the other.
0: The changes that take place offensively on that offensive line are also going to be interesting. We saw Jaleel Irvin check into the game late uh, last week in the second half at that center spot once – Auburn got the, uh, is it a retirement we're calling it for Nick Brahms, transition oh. into the coaching world? I would say uh, transition into coaching. Yeah. Uh, and now Jaleel Irvin is taking snaps at center, but uh, trying to sure up whatever you can do with that offensive line, Brooks, because you got to be able to protect your quarterback. And, again, it's going to be Robbie Ashford, but beyond Ashford, then you're relying on a true freshman and Holden Gurner at this point.
1: I was, and I said it yesterday on the program, uh, you know, people were bringing up, uh, callers brought up, it's going to be Ashford, it's going to be Holden Gurner. And one of the pods, you know, you look at it, you're like, oh no, it's a true freshman. I brought it up yesterday that Bo Nix was a true freshman when he went in against Oregon uh, in that 2019 game. But so, and, and, and Brian Harson has said that Holden Gurner is one of the better passers that he's seen come out of high school that he's been able to, you know, get look at and coach a little bit. But, it you know I, I said it yesterday you can have Peyton Manning in the backfield as long if you don't have an offensive line that's capable of protecting him there's there's nothing you can do really with the quarterback I don't care how good the quarterback is if if they don't have an offensive line do, that doesn't give them time uh, that that's one of the big issues that you you face and you won't won't be able to protect that quarterback that's one of the, the spots that we saw Auburn's got to get better at. You got to build something on that offensive line. And it's got to be quick because you do, you know, we've talked about it all week, you do have more talent on this roster. It looks like on paper than Missouri, but both of them, Auburn and Missouri are coming into this game with kind of the same, you know, mentality. It's like, Hey, we're two and one where this, this could go downhill quick. We've got to win this football game. And if you're Brian Harson, you've already had people out there at halftime of last week's game saying, you know, maybe we need to start looking elsewhere. Maybe we need to, you know, you've got to come out. You've, even if, you know, everyone's going to say, no matter what happens with this result, if Auburn wins, oh, well, it's Missouri. Well, you should have won that game. But if you're Brian Harson, you've got to think, I've got to win this game. And then also, you you win this game, maybe it gives your team a little spark going into that LSU game next weekend. So
2: I think you raised a really good point that I was just about to ask both of you, and that is, do you believe that Auburn fans today, sitting here right now, just believe de facto that they should beat Missouri? Yes. Yeah. And why is that?
0: It's, I mean, you don't want to say it's Missouri, but it's Missouri, and I guess that validates my, my thinking for scheduling them as your homecoming opponent if you were to have to pick one, but I mean, this is a team that's one of the worst in the SEC, and not even that, it's, it's, it's Missouri football, right, like, no disrespect, but what cool moments have you had recently if you are Missouri football?
1: You made an FCC championship game, but yes, if but we then were Auburn to start taking
0: polls from <laughs> folks walking by, should yeah. Auburn beat Missouri tomorrow? Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Look, I'm getting some head nods. Yes, Auburn said, should. Be, that yeah. guy said yes, and he knows. Yeah. That guy knows. That
2: is called shout a fo- out to that a focus guy. group of one. <laughs> yes. reported back.
0: Auburn <laughs> like should you. beat Missouri. I, I think, and that, now th- we're we're concerned though. But I, I think you're right. But
2: it's just kind of funny that that I think that is the mentality. Right. But it's, it's just. You know, it's just kind of funny that it's really based on the reputation. Now we're of, worried of and all of a sudden. And
1: you know, if you know, we, we talked to we talked to Brad Law yesterday. We talked to Bill Bender yesterday, and they both kind of said, you know, that Penn State team. They were ranked 22 last week. They were kind of a little. It looked like they were a little underrated. If you go on the rest of the year, let's say Auburn turns it around, gets the you know gets eight wins this year, finishes around that seven, eight, nine win somewhere in there. If Penn State is up there sniffing the playoff. This Penn State game has a whole new, like, you start looking at it a little differently. But because you came in last week, saw a number 22 next to their name, and you know, hey, this really good running back and a lot of their good defensive players that were on the team last year aren't here this year. We should be competitive with them. And maybe, you know, going down later in the year, what if Penn State goes on and beats a Michigan and beats a, uh, almost another name, Notre Dame, beats an Ohio State in their division. They're playing for a Big Ten title. That whole perspective changes.
2: Yeah, I, we've seen that in years past, where we've seen we played some teams early on, we weren't sure how good they were, and then they ended up being pretty darn good. Late, I, I, it remains to be seen if Penn State's one of those teams. I, I don't know. I don't know what y'all thought, but I mean, at, at first look, I think they're good. I'm not sure they're. I'm not sure they're going to go and beat Ohio State. But right. I think they're good, and they're good sort of in the right places, which is which is line, and they've got a very senior quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over and can make throws when he needs to. Like you know. That'll get you a
0: long long way. It was a lot of pressure right back up the middle for this Auburn offense, and we mentioned the change at center and Tate Johnson being listed at 285, and then people are concerned all of a sudden, and I'm never somebody that is going to be hyper-focused on how much a football player weighs or how strong they are because I am no man to measure that of another man, (laughs) uh, given my stature and my physical abilities. But with that being said, the game plan was obvious, like go back up the middle, and this is where you have to worry a little bit. One, because Missouri is a college football team. They're smart. They turn on the tape. But secondly, who is Missouri's defensive coordinator, I ask you? If I were to pull the next random football (laughs) fan that walks down the street, I doubt they would have the answer for me, but I'll give it to them. It's Blake Baker. Who is he? He comes from the Manny Diaz coaching tree at Miami. If you think they haven't talked this week, you're flat out wrong. Manny Diaz is going to say, this is what we did. We went back up the middle. Do that. And Missouri has always had defensive linemen that have been successful, and that's what they've been known for on that defensive side of the football. That's what would also worry me is that they're going to copy the exact same defensive scheme. I would think because they saw how successful it was for Penn State.
2: Isn't it funny that you're you're worried about a you're worried about a football player that's 285 and that's considered like too light?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: let's just take that in for
0: a moment. And that's why when people do get so critical of it, I'm like, are I, I can't play that game. I'm sorry. Some people want to play that game. I can't do it. I can't do it.
2: No, well, but I, I do agree. There's obviously a playbook right now for how to, how to defend us. That was pretty obvious. you got to have the players to do it. But um, until we can throw the ball consistently downfield, you know, people are just going to continue to bring pressure and to play their safeties close up and you know, see what happens.
0: And three games into the year, I want to know who you throw the football to. I agree. Who do you throw the football to for Auburn? And unfortunately, we don't have the answer. You know, like th- this week, if you listen to Auburn football podcasts out there, and if you're not listening to the Sports Call podcast presented by Coca-Cola, you're doing yourself a disservice. Please do that, and we like the five-star ratings as well. When you listen to any Auburn football podcast out there, we want to talk about Landon King. And why do we want to talk about Landon King? Because he made one hell of a 13-yard reception.
1: It's a great 13 yard. I'm pausing
0: for dramatic effect, yeah. you know. One 13-yard reception... And we're so excited about landing. I don't know. Maybe give him another opportunity. That was the only target he got. Throw the football. Come on. (laughs) Come on. But also hand it off to Tank Bigsby. I don't know. I'm confused, Todd. That's why I want more evidence for the Auburn football team. Well, Tank had, what, nine carries? Yeah. And a lot of people are criticizing that,
2: and that should be criticized. But it was pretty clear from those handoffs and then the handoffs to Hunter that running the ball was difficult. Right. We were not – we were not getting a lot of. We are not having a lot of progress running the ball. So I don't. I don't know what to do. I don't. I don't know if more. I, it seemed clear that one thing we were trying to do was to get Tank uh, to catch the ball. Like we were. We were running him out. He was lining up at wide receiver half right. the time or in the slot, and so that did seem like one thing we were trying to do. I'm Not sure why we were trying to do so much of it, but that did seem like half the time I would. Be, you know, you'd see an empty backfield. It's like oh. It's Tank's not in the game, is he? To look. Oh, no, he's actually there over here. He he's, yeah. he's lined up at wide receiver kind of. And uh, So i do not really sure. They're going to have to rethink that, I guess.
0: All right, here we are broadcasting live from the Auburn Alumni Center, 317 South College Street. Your thoughts are welcome on the Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 if you would like to be a part of the program. I'm giving away a pair of Auburn football tickets to the first person who shows up, I should have given it to the the fan that was so optimistic about our chances, but that was a misdoing on my part. So come by, ask for a pair of tickets. We got them for you here at the Auburn Alumni Center. Todd Deary here with us. Todd, will continue to check back in with you throughout the rest of the program today. How can people contribute to the Auburn Alumni Center, though, if they're driving their car right now? Well,
2: sure. You, you can pre-register um, by going to alumni.auburn.edu forward slash tailgate. And it's easier if you want to pre-register for the huddle. Um, it just makes checking in tomorrow a little bit simpler. Um, Of course, and if you're interested in donating to the Alumni Association, there's a million ways you can do that I would encourage people to become a member first and foremost Um, That gets you benefits like the magazine and and discounts and special and early access to tickets for events that we do Um, So those would be sort of two immediate things I would do if they're listening out there
0: Let's go ahead We'll take our first commercial break of today's program back with more fun after this alongside Brooks Childress, Ryan LaVoy, Drew Bahena, Cam Berry back inside our studios And the wonderful Todd Deary. My name is J.J. Jackson. Sports Call continues here in a moment.
3: This is Andy Burcham, voice of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9.
0: We are welcome back in. It's Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app, J.J. Jackson with Brooks Childress and Ryan LaVoy now from the Auburn Alumni Center, 317 South College Street. I think I'm about to get a little frisky here, fellas. Uh, with some up. vehicle movement that's trying to say. set to take place,
1: and more, as and as talk you, to our callers. And when I'm you cow- start standing up at a remote show, I just start to get worried. What yeah. You're gonna well, do hey, next.
4: look. If we tell the uh, if we tell the listener that you started the day in a different
0: state, would they believe yeah, you? No. Would they believe us? <laughs> I did. Isn't that impressive so what I
4: was been, able to pull off you've today? you have been up to a lot of things recently.
0: Man. I've been not, on the move.
1: I'm going to say, not even the next state over. It was like two states away, right. too. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Did people miss me yesterday on the show? Yeah, I'd say so. I think
0: so. All right. Uh, let's take your phone calls. 334 887 3401. Toll free at 1 9 Tiger 9 if you would like to call in and be a part of our program. JJ Jackson here with Brooks Childress and Ryan LaVoy. Before we take that phone call, however, I need to tell people once again about the huddle and what's going on here.
1: Yeah, uh, well, not you, you, me. Yes, you're going to. All right. Uh, Yeah, the huddle, uh, amazing game day experience at the Auburn Alumni Center. That's what we're here promoting. It's tomorrow, three hours before kickoff. So, you know, like we did quick math earlier, 11 a.m., that's an 8 a.m. start. They'll be here at the Auburn Alumni Center. And they'll be open until 30 minutes before kickoff, so it gives you plenty of time to walk the, you know, what we think, five, ten minutes over to Jordan-Hare Stadium, get checked in over there with your tickets. Uh, They'll have great food and beverages, a cash bar, live music, family activities, and visits from Aubie and the Auburn cheerleaders. Uh, A complimentary food ticket will be available for all contributing members, so that's another uh, plus if you give money to the Alumni Association, you get uh, some complimentary food. I'm always uh, big on free food. Uh, And, yeah, it is like we said earlier, Early start for the game tomorrow. That means if you're going to be tailgating, that's an early tailgating start for you. Why even get the grill out that early? Just come over here, see the folks at the Auburn Alumni Center, get some food and drink here. Let other people take care of you that early.
0: Yeah, it's it's awesome. Come by and see us here today. And, uh, again, I'm still giving away tickets to the Auburn football game. I might need to hold up a sign or something to let people come by and and see us. We want to promote the show. Hope you're listening to us and and want to come by and see what the Auburn Alumni Center's got going for them. Uh, the popcorn company is here as well and there's birthday cake flavor popcorn. There's what? Here in front of me now. (laughs) And I'm not if I go thing. If I go to Uh, any ice cream establishment, okay, and I don't have power rankings. I've never thought to make power rankings before. But just know, if I walk into any ice cream establishment, I'm getting birthday cake flavor. Cake batter, whatever it is. Like, that's just... It's so delicious. And now... (laughs) I'm going to have to try this birthday cake-flavored popcorn.
4: Just make sure all of us can try you, it. Oh
1: okay? Yeah, I'm going to say first. Oh, to be able to yeah. share?
4: Because once you get going, it's just hands, <laughs> hands and hands and hands and hands huh? yeah. just, and just constantly. So. Do you remember you guys we,
1: are
0: speaking from experience, yeah, witnessing me I've with seen you at Plainsman Park <laughs> go at it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: do you remember when we did the jelly bean taste and we had the birthday cake-flavored jelly yes. beans? Did you, you enjoy that? Did I?
4: Birthday cake? No. Yeah, we he,
1: had the birthday cake jelly beans in that jelly bean taste Yeah, test. you're
4: thinking about the taco truck jelly beans okay, that you tried on a wacky Wednesday yeah. that you didn't like. Yeah. Yeah, beef taco. and Right. Yeah, But we block. had the birthday cake flavor. I know we did. I'm just birthday trying, to, I'm trying to
0: remember if I liked the birthday cake flavor. Right. i guess I'm I sure did. you did. I'm, I'm pro birthday cake all things, like I said. Uh, let's take some phone calls. To the phone lines we go, and joining us now we've got Jeff from Columbus. Zeus was going to tell us that anyway, but I'll announce it myself. Let's go to the full lines. What's up, Jeff? Nothing much, guys. How are you today? Doing well. Doing well. What's on your mind? Doing great.
5: Man, a couple things. You just mentioned popcorn. I'm a popcorn connoisseur. I eat popcorn every night. But let me tell you, JJ, see if you even get this. Get this joke. I make, I say bacon grease. And I make my popcorn with bacon grease. And I share it with the people I work with. The young guys come up to me and want to know how I get the bacon grease into the bag. Do, that,
1: do you get that? That sounds amazing, bacon-flavored popcorn.
5: <laughs> it, it is. It is. The only person that's going to hate it is your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But, Jeff, what if I admit I'm a young guy right now, though? So I, I'm curious. Okay, as, okay so – Because the bag is going to be closed.
5: It's made in a pot, in a pan, on the stove.
0: (laughs) Okay, there we go. So you are.
5: You're one of those groups. I am. I am. Microwave. Okay. Well, I hate to admit it. Yeah. uh, Hey, try it though. Well, if you don't know how to make it, man, just Google it. It, I'll make you some. I'll bring you some. Some. That's what I needed to hear. I I just
0: wanted the invite. (laughs) Okay.
5: Uh, Hey. My buddy and I were just talking, and we've been listening for, what, all week, maybe even all year, and even part of last year, about um, uh, them not giving Tate Bigsby the football and stuff like that. You know what, he only had nine carries or something like that?
0: Nine carries, yeah.
5: Yeah, but didn't you also say that your offensive line is so porous it's like a strainer, right? (laughs) You know, so here's, here's what we were thinking. Now, this is on an, uh, a different radio station, but there's a couple guys in North Carolina, and they have a guy named a rev on there. If you can, you look it up. Have you ever heard the skit, Calhoun don't want the ball?
1: I have. <laughs> or, I've heard it. I that okay. felt like a Brooks Childress thing. That, yeah. That's a phenomenal – I know exactly what radio show you're talking about too, Jeff.
5: Yeah, and but could that be the situation? Tank Big Speed may be sitting over there. I don't want that dang ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it's just something to throw out there. I don't know. It's got. It's got to come. It, it, your career's not going to go too long if you dang kid keep getting beat up. But hey, also Speed's going to call in here in a minute. Give you all the stuff. figures from uh, uh, the article that uh, he read today. It's, it's the same article I read. But they were saying how or you all have said how Auburn's defense is, you know, um you know, it's it's good and it's good, it's good this and good that. But according to all those numbers and stats once again that Steve will give you, it's putting them like last in almost every category on defense in the SEC.
0: Yeah, and, and we don't want to be in that spot at all. This Auburn defense has been disappointing uh, with what they've been able to accomplish. No turnovers, are you kidding me? Like, uh, hopefully right. they can take that step forward.
5: Hey, well, okay. Man, I wish I was up there to get some tickets. Cause I, well, uh, I got to work tomorrow anyway, but my daughter loves going to the games up there. But, uh, hey, you all picked a beautiful day for a remote. So uh, No kidding. All, yeah, this listen- is a great
4: day. Not a cloud in the sky. Yeah.
5: I t- gosh, I'll tell you. And you all have a great day. I'll call you sometime next week. And, man, as soon as I can uh, head that way, I'll bring you some popcorn, J.J.
0: I love it. And Thanks, Bruce Jeff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> all right, that's our buddy all Jeff right. from Columbus all joining us there right. on the program. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 if you would like to call in and be a part of the show. I'm giving away a pair of tickets to the first person who comes and says hello to us. And that they've been listening to the radio show. We'll do that here on the program. So uh, that's reason enough to come on by and see us here at 317 South College Streets. don't you think,
1: Brooks? Yeah, I to mean, see us you, and then walk away with some tickets. Even, even if you don't want to see us, you could just walk by, pick them up, like yeah. give a hand wave, and then walk on. Yeah, you, you know, you don't the have tour friendly people. And, and yeah. then
0: I'm yeah. going to give away four, <laughs> four? Tickets. four tickets. Wow! And here's what I need to have happen. You presented this idea, and I love it, Brooks. It was in our conversations in the car. Yes. This is what I need to have happen. All right. Walk up and tell me where I am from. Because as no. you say, Brooks, I talk about this all the time. Yeah. And I was there yesterday. Yep. That's why I was not on the program. So walk up and tell me where I am from. Your hometown. And you get four tickets to Auburn football tomorrow versus Missouri. Where J.J. Jackson is from. Yeah.
1: Would you be able to answer that question?
0: Oh, yeah. In my sleeping twice ways. on
1: Sunday. If, if you're a dedicated listener, we've got a, a semi-regular segment that even highlights it, right. too. Right,
0: yeah. Let's, uh, let's do that. All right, 334-887-3401, toll free at one 9 9 Next, I want to talk to James. Let's go to James in Montgomery, who's going to be joining us here on Sports Call. Hi, James. Hi, James.
6: Hello, and War Eagle.
0: War Eagle, sir.
6: Yeah, I am so excited for Auburn and Missouri.
0: Same, man. It's going to be a great game tomorrow.
6: It's going to be one of the classic uh, hot tickets in Las Vegas. I mean, for this game, being at home and everybody in Vegas uh, betting on this game, seeing Auburn winning, uh, seeing some great great, uh, quarterback uh, changes, before the uh, game starts on on tomorrow, so I'm just hoping and seeing who's going to start that quarterback spot because I've been trying to see I've been trying to like you know see who's gonna who's gonna start you know for tomorrow's game as well.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, you, you I think it's gonna it looks like the starting quarterback tomorrow. If all the rumors are out there are true, it looks like it's going to be Robbie Ashford uh, taking the first snap for the Auburn Tigers tomorrow. Maybe you'll see Holden Gerner, the, the true freshman tomorrow at some point, but it, it appears right now that it's going to be Robbie Ashford as the starting quarterback for the Tigers tomorrow.
6: Yeah, because I think with Robert Ashford, I think he's a, he's a good quarterback for Auburn, but I'm just seeing if uh, Brian Harson is going to keep him out there for the first quarter of the game, second quarter of the game, and third and fourth quarter of the game. And I think... With this being said, I know that Auburn is going to win tomorrow uh, morning as well. So, this is going to be a really uh, tough flight an 11 and uh, a huge morning game. So, it's going to be a long day. So, I mean, these guys, they got to get plenty of rest and look at film because, I mean, Missouri, they, I mean, last week I looked at Missouri and Missouri is not a really good team. For Auburn, So I think they're really going to have to, you know, before the game starts, I think Auburn has to have a lot of protein and energy for this game tomorrow because, I mean, we're going to come and we're going to bring it. We're going to bring the heat to Missouri. We are
0: really going to do it tomorrow. And, James, the game is so early, you know, like these players have to get to bed early. They can't be staying up late, can't be watching the late-night movies. They've got to get some sleep, and then it's like it's breakfast football pretty much tomorrow because they're going to be out on the field at 9 a.m. warming up, getting ready to rock and roll, and then at 11 they've got to kick it off. I mean, it's it's going to be an early one tomorrow. they got to get to bed early, James, right?
6: Yeah, so they have to get to bed early. I mean, they could, like, probably – I would probably say, like, maybe 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the evening. You know, maybe sit around for a while, watch a little bit of, uh, you know, watch a little bit of football movies or something or play a little bit of Xbox, you know, just to get your mindset in and to, you know, prepare and get yourself prepared for uh, a big uh, a big war game that's going to be coming in. So when you actually out there, you've your, you got to have everything – you gotta give Missouri the kitchen the kitchen sink as well.
0: That's right. That's right. And get to bed early. That that's the game plan to get the win tomorrow. What else you got on your mind?
6: Well, I actually do have my Auburn versus Missouri picks I'm actually gonna make. And I know everybody's gonna be excited about this.
0: Yeah, I I'm excited. Say,
6: I will actually say Auburn fifty nine, Missouri twenty.
0: No way. Wow. That'd be a big win.
6: Yes, yes. Actually, this is going to be, you know, this is actually going to be a scoring touchdown game. Every single uh, game is going to be all scoring touchdowns as well.
0: I hope so. I hope we see plenty of touchdowns tomorrow. Who do you think is going to score the most touchdowns for Auburn?
6: I would have to say I would give it, if it was, if, this was actually like the NFL um, award show. I will actually give Tank Bigsby the MVP award as well. Yeah. Yes, as well. Or actually, to top it up a little bit, probably giving uh, Tank Bigsby like the uh, Dick Buckets Award because I think he he think I, I think that would be a really good. Uh, fit for him because he, he looks like an NFL star as well for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He he really looks like a uh NFL star as well.
0: Okay. I like that. You think he's gonna be playing for Tampa Bay?
6: Yes, I, I actually see it in his near future as well. And then for uh for Daniel Carlson's uh brother, uh Anderson Carlson, I'll probably see him playing like for the for the uh Carolina Panthers or playing right alongside his brother in Las Vegas, actually. Yeah.
0: I'd take him on the Panthers. You can only have one kicker on a team typically, so I want both of the brothers to have their own team to play for. But yeah, I, I don't know that Bigsby's gonna win the Buckis Award, buddy. That goes to a linebacker, but that'd be impressive if he were to win it.
6: Yes, that's well because I am going to be watching this game and I am excited to actually see who's gonna come out on top and I think this is gonna be a really uh it's gonna be a really good uh boxing match as well. So everybody get your popcorn ready and this is this is our year to win these five games. I think Auburn might make it to Atlanta. So we're gonna win. We're gonna win these five games as well. Can Vanderbilt beat Alabama tomorrow? Um well with Vanderbilt I don't I don't I don't see I don't see Alabama winning against Vanderbilt so this is gonna be their first loss of their season under Nick Saban. So I think I got Vanderbilt winning and that one is going to be a really high-scoring game with Vanderbilt. I think it's going to be forty-eight to twenty-eight. So I think it's it's not a good it's not a good fit for Alabama. So that's going to be their first loss of the season as well.
0: All right, we'll look forward to watching that tomorrow. Enjoy your Saturday, all right, buddy. All right,
6: sounds good. And I'll take uh, the Auburn University homecoming trivia on Monday.
0: Okay, we're going to get that ready to rock and roll for you, and we'll see who the uh, homecoming queen is tomorrow at the football game. Thanks, James. All right, see ya. See ya. (laughs) That's our good pal, James from Montgomery. What a delight, what a joy joining us here on Sports Call. All right, let's take our final timeout here in hour number one of Sports Call here today, a big-time prediction for Auburn, and he thinks the uh, Commodores guys can upset Alabama. I do do not. Yeah.
4: (laughs) I do not, but great optimism. I love the
0: optimism, that's for sure. Commercial break. We're back with more right after this. Tiger, 95.9 FM.
1: Follow us on tweeters.
3: Follow our Sports Call host, JJ Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at Sports Call AU.
5: Hashtag, is that two words? Want
3: more Sports Call? Check us out online at SportsCallAuburn.com. <laughs>
0: We're back at it. This is Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM. Tiger Communications app, JJ Jackson with Ryan LaVoy and Brooks Childress. Like, I mean, we like to be as American as it gets sometimes. And if your heart doesn't increase in heart rate just on a Friday during the fall, knowing that football is here, knowing that we're going to line them up and have some Friday night lights this evening, and Saturday comes an all-day of college football, and Sunday we've got the NFL. I mean, that's American, boys. And you've got
1: little Monday night and Thursday night sprinkled in there right. as well. as like a little appetizer. But, but I just like the weekend feeling, you yeah. know?
4: That's not the route I thought you were going in. I thought you were going to say, what's more American than some birthday cake popcorn? I'll tell you what.
0: <laughs> I did dive into that during the break. Uh yeah, And, and what an experience it was. For the uh, for me to enjoy that birthday cake uh, popcorn, phenomenal stuff, phenomenal. It was really
4: good. Yeah,
1: I, I've told Ryan to keep the bag away from me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Indeed. As we get set for the uh, game tomorrow between Auburn and Missouri, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Let's get another phone call in here to close out the hour to the Auburn Bank phone line. We go. Wardam Steve is there waiting. Hello, Steve. All right, guys. Listen, I know the answer to uh, your
7: question about those picks. <laughs> I don't need a ticket. from um, Go ahead and let everybody know. You are from Mayberry, North Carolina, the home of Andy, Opie, Abby, and Barney and Otis. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? Oh my I word!
0: It? You got it right, man.
7: Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> this Wonder is where known as Asheville, North Carolina.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yes. If folks are uh, if they're listening and they still want the tickets and need a little help with that question, then there there's the answer for them to come by. I still All need right. someone to give us the answer, though, Steve. I've got way too many tickets here for the game. I'm only one person. Come get them. Okay. Well, listen,
7: guys. Jeff, if you're still listening or not, later on in this podcast. Uh, as uh, Chuck Jordan was known to say on the radio station, on the TV uh, show, we are god awful uh, in a bunch of statistics, but worse than we than I thought we were, guys. Uh, I don't know if you see these stats, but they come from uh, 247 Sports. What's our worst stat
0: uh, on offense, according to the uh, Pro Football Focus people? Oh, man. Um,. According to – they're good at handing out grades. Pass, I'm going to say pass blocking. blocking. Okay. Uh, offense
7: is QB rating. We're, we are 12th in the SEC. Need to improve there for sure. 12th, 12th. Our best ranking is rushing offense. We're 6th in the SEC. 6 We're supposed to be running back U, right? Okay. Right. All right. So uh, let's, let's, let's uh, digress here. Defense is what just caught my eye. By, oh, by the way, third down conversions – uh, an awful, god awful tenth, tenth place. Same thing for red zone TD rates. But defense is what's appalling. What is our worst ranking when it comes to defense? In which category?
1: Passes defended.
7: Well, sacks. You're getting, you're getting, you're getting uh, kind of close. Sacks. Uh, no, no. Actually, we're only ninth there. Interceptions. were 14th. Was wow. zero. Right, zero. Recovered fumbles. Zero. Two. There you go. Okay. Now, if you want to look at the next one, how about we're 14th in what opposing completion percentage?
0: Man. They're playing us. I'm sure you're going to see those stats, aren't you? Right. Yeah, they're, they're going to be smart. Like I said, their defensive 14th. coordinator for Missouri is the same guy from Penn or is a, a former uh, colleague and understudy of Manny Diaz, so they're going to be queued up and ready to rock and roll. Two minutes left in the hour, Steve, so let's get your game prediction.
7: Okay. Uh, I'm in a Auburn loyalty dilemma. For our players to win the game tomorrow, uh, which means, in my estimation, merely prolonging the players' misery and the fans' misery of the inevitable, or do I hope that we lose so that, in fact, the, uh, the, the Band-Aid is taken off and the surgery is just needed to go ahead and is taking place? You know, that's uh, that's my dilemma. Right. You guys, your thoughts on that?
0: I think at times when we, we had a lot of folks on the uh, anti-Gus bus, it felt like so many people would, would want to root for the team to lose, so that that can happen, and obviously a lot of people have now reached a point where they want another change in leadership. I can never get myself to be there, though, Steve. I've got to always root for the Auburn Tigers, win or lose. So that's kind of where I'm at.
7: I I, I get it. That's why it's a dilemma for me because uh, this is this to me it's just misery and it's heartbreaking. But that said, um, I read that Jason Caldwell, in his um, Friday mailbag that he he his sense is that the players are going to play very hard tomorrow and that. Uh, a a good atmosphere among the players uh, because apparently Tank Tank Bigsby uh, bought everybody uh, earbuds, right?
0: Yes, he did. Beats by Dre. Tank took care of everybody.
7: I hope to God tomorrow I see nothing but Tank at least 30 uh, carries. You think that's going to happen, guys?
0: I'd love it. I I, I don't know that that's going to happen, but I'd love it. I think that's what needs to happen. Yeah. I do too. I just I, I I would probably say that doesn't happen, unfortunately.
7: Well, so if it, it doesn't happen, then uh, gee, they they need to uh, allow me to email them, tell me you know, look, just get tank, okay, just get the tank. That's uh, right. None, no, nothing else. If he can't get against Missouri's defense, uh, at least some eight yards of carry, then uh, uh, unfortunately. Uh, we'll,
0: All right, yeah, I think we've lost Steve there, and we've reached the end of the hour. So okay. War Eagle, All Steve, right if you're still listening to Y'all us. Have an
7: enjoyable afternoon and weekend, and thank gosh
0: I'm still an Auburn man. War Eagle, guys. All right, that's retired War Steve joining us there on the program, and that brings us to the end of the hour here today. Man, what fun we're having. 317 South College Street at the Auburn Alumni Center. Giving away Auburn football tickets, goodie bags, and more. Alongside Cam Berry, Ryan LaVoy, Brooks Childress, Drew Bahenna, I'm JJ Jackson. One hour in the books and we're rolling.
3: We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call.
0: Second hour of Sports Call starts right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson here with Brooks Childress and Ryan Lavoy. Cam Berry back inside our studios. We are at the Auburn Alumni Center as we are promoting the Huddle Game Day experience tomorrow starting at 8 a.m. Come by as they will have food and drinks, a cash bar, live music, family activities, and visits by Aubie and the Auburn cheerleaders. Contributing members of the Alumni Association will receive a special gift, free breakfast, and life members get a free drink ticket. Again, located at 317 South College Street. Look for the giant inflatable tiger head. We're having so much fun. It's been fun talking with people who have walked by throughout today's show. We've got giveaway bags to hand out and football tickets as well. And we've had some popcorn. And you've had some popcorn. I did
1: not stop eating the entire commercial break. That's correct. I had from start to finish. Take you inside baseball. I literally, when the intro was playing, I had to take the bag out of his hand and put the headphones into his hand.
0: I said I wasn't going to try the salted caramel. That and was and, he, and I did. And he ate half the bag. <laughs> did you guys? Did you try the birthday cake? Yeah. Is yeah. this empty? No. No. No.
4: no! No. 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 Put it back. There's no. a lot left in there. Back. Wow. And there's still t- a lot left. of sports called today. Yeah. So you you save some for later. Yeah.
0: I get like two two popcorn pieces. Is that what you call it? A
4: popcorn a s- piece? A segment.
1: Kernel. 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 Yeah. A yeah. couple
4: kernels a segment. Okay.
1: But the kernel is like. Oh. It's a popped kernel. Is what it
0: is and then it fluffs? Yeah. What would you call that pop? It's it, popcorn. So it pops, yeah. and then what is it? It's a popped corn. Because kernel, a, a yeah. <laughs> kernel is a corn? Kernel is a corn. Let's, let's oh. break this down. Let's break. This is the Friday game day You know what? Right, this makes sense Since for.
1: we're playing Missouri this week, and
4: Here's we're talking about the Midwest. Here's why the offensive line is bad. The popped corn. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I need help. I want, to, I want to understand. All right, so... Because we get a bag of popcorn, yeah. and Jeff's making the jokes about bacon grease, and and do you put it into the bag beforehand, or do you boil popcorn? No, and don't boil popcorn. <laughs> what? What? You know, our whole conversation from earlier, essentially, right? So you get a bag of microwavable popcorn. Yeah.
1: Inside what is the bag?
0: inside of that bag? Kernels. just kernels. Yeah, of popcorn. So if you like shake the bag before gonna... you put it into the microwave, you would hear the kernels. Yeah. Okay. And then you just say go. Basically. Yep. And then because of the heat is that what creates yeah the popping? Yeah. And then after that
1: happens, the heat the heat in the oil, too. There's oil inside the bag. Okay. So you it pops, the oil heats up and it pops the corn. And then
4: I you have a, I popcorn ran a popcorn <laughs> created. machine. In high school. No way. Yeah, at basketball concessions. Yeah. and talent. And you had, there was a specific sort of like popcorn oil that you'd pour into it, into the little, you know, it kind of looks like it's it's a, uh, a pan. Right. And you pour that into the pan. You dust it with a little popcorn salt. And you have the kernels. And then you start heating it up. It starts going to work and it starts popping and when it's popped a lot, it stops the slow down popping. You 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 pour it out so it doesn't get burned. Into the into the bottom. That's why you see them scoop the popcorn. So it does not pop
0: out of the actual? Some does. Some I, does. I, uh,
4: Good working machines do. Okay. Uh, movie theater machines a lot will pop out, but um, yeah, you you have it where you have a specific kind of oil. What,
1: so what would you describe this as? Popcorn. No, I know, but. What what else would you like to describe it as? It's not like I don't know. I don't know. It's I'm in my own we'll head now. At this we'll take Pop a big <laughs> run tomorrow. Auburn certainly hopes so. Um, Nebraska doesn't play tomorrow, so
0: let me ask you this about popcorn. All right.
4: Oh my goodness gracious!
0: It's good. Birthday cake flavor. Do we say caramel or caramel? Caramel,
1: salted, salted caramel is what I say. That's really? A caramel. I'm a caramel. You guy. make it one word? Yeah, caramel. I'm a caramel guy. Carmel. Carmel. No, caramel. Caramel. Or caramel. Caramel. Okay, what about
0: this extra A that you see right there? I don't know. Is it silent? I've just
1: always pronounced it caramel, That's not caramel. Silly there. boy. It's just extra work to say caramel, I think. Maybe yeah, your right. mouth just
4: can't take it. <laughs> yeah, that extra syllable is the difference. In- well, Ryan, if I
1: have that extra syllable, there's less
0: popcorn I can eat. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Tomorrow at the huddle, bottled water. Soft drinks and popcorn will be available for all guests. Live music provided by Shackleford Lane. Popcorn.
4: Should we get you out out here tomorrow morning and explain to people how popcorns <laughs> yeah,
0: made? That could be my uh, New yeah. That could be my
1: party trick. You know, <laughs> Halloween's not too far off. I don't know if I want to go to that party. <laughs> um. Hey, oh, we got some great entertainment. This guy's going to tell you about popcorn. I had another jo- oh popcorn reading right. Um. Did you do that in school? Popcorn reading? I mean, I've heard the phrase, but I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you if I did it or not. So
0: popcorn reading would be like a way to get more class involvement and participation. Yeah, you
4: never know who's going to read next.
0: Right. And so
4: you never know we've
0: got this is. script, and I do want to promote this, but I would say this as we're talking about the Huddle Game Day experience. Celebrate the class of 1972 at the Golden Eagles reunion coming up October 22nd through the 28th. The graduating classes of 1952, 57, 62, and 67 will also be honored. Popcorn Brooks.
1: And then you would pick up where I left off. Ah. I don't know if we ever did. I don't know. We would have open reading where the teacher would call on you us. You would but do I don't that, if, wouldn't you? I don't know if they said popcorn. Well,
4: we Depends on the teacher.
1: But you, you've you done that before.
0: Yeah. Have you popcorn read before? Why do they call it popcorn though? Because you Just don't know you're who's going next. Back to...
4: Yeah, you're going to go to. So oh, it's, it's a random thing. I want to talk to the first teacher
0: that did oh, that. Oh my goodness, gracious. I well, mean, you, word could, with you could ask
1: your father. I could. I mean, he is yeah. uh, a member of the education system. You
0: want to talk football? Yeah.
1: All right, let's do it. Auburn in
0: Missouri, Jordan Hare Stadium, kickoff 11 a.m. Central Time. You want the football first?
1: Sure. As to what else.
0: Like if you're Auburn, do you want the football first? Oh
1: no, no. <laughs> you
0: do no, not I mean, want the football a, first. As a general rule, in a rule, game like tomorrow, you do not want the football first. No. Or you're never changing your general rule.
4: Well, that's why it's a general rule. Okay. I was about to te- I was about to tell you about it. <laughs> any game,
0: <laughs> any game oh, that I
4: think could be competitive, I want to defer to the second half. If it's an FCS opponent, someone that you expect to pound. I would take the football first because I want to go score. I feel I have a high chance of scoring, and I want to go ahead and cut them off early. But in any other game, I think the strategy play is to take it in the second half. Now, Auburn did get that opportunity last week against Penn State, and they went three and out to start the second half. Ideally, why you do that is you want to get the first pos- or the last possession of the first half and the first possession of the second half and Auburn was trying to go score points before half until that fumble. So they were trying to – they were set up to potentially have that work out. You want to have the last legitimate drive of the first half and first drive of the second half. That way you can score twice and the other team not touch the ball, which can be very significant. So it does not go that way too often, but the really good teams can parlay that into some big momentum.
0: So be a Missouri fan for a moment. All right. Are you calling heads or tails at kickoff?
4: Am I? I don't know if that's. I, it's fifty-fifty. <laughs> call whichever one you like: heads, tails. I don't know. Call tails. I'm always a tails guy. Tails. Like if
1: you gave me a choice, heads or tails, I'm picking tails every time. Every time. Every time.
4: I mix it up. I.
1: I just like the design on the back better than the George Washington. You seem head. like
4: a heads guy, JJ. Yeah,
1: because people always
0: say tails. Never
4: fails. Never
0: fails, and I say, eh. Go Heads. Sure. I don't like your logic. 334 yeah. uh, 887 if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, Brant Daughtry informs us they did popcorn reading at Perry High School in Georgia. Shout out. Go Panthers. If you have any popcorn reading stories, I want to hear from them. If you want to educate me on popcorn, uh, I would love to hear. Also, movies, right? Who decided that when we watch movies, we consume popcorn? You ever thought about that before? It's an easy snack to make and
1: kind of... No, but saying, have or... you ever thought
0: about that before? I mean... At I'm... some point in time, some man was walking this earth and said, you know what? When we watch cinema, I'd like some popcorn.
4: Yeah. Did you just say cinema? I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the theater. <laughs> oh, man. Who are Who you? Who am I? You Let's know? Let's all go to the... What you're, is it? Let's you're go the go to 828's go. finest. <laughs> uh, That was a hint for someone to come by. It was. Four tickets. I'm giving away four tickets. Come up and tell me where I am from. I say it on this show at least every day. Uh, Sometimes
1: multiple times. I was
0: there yesterday. I mean, I I was there yesterday. Drove back this morning. We've got a segment on it, kind of. It's a five-hour drive. It's in the western part of a state. Give or take traffic. It, um... Nine letters. Okay, that's enough hints. There is one in Alabama spelled
4: differently. Spelled
0: differently. Yeah. Yep, and that's all we're going to say for now.
1: Shout out to the that high school's Bulldogs.
0: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SportsCallAU if you would like to be a part of the show. Auburn and Missouri tomorrow, 11 a.m. start. Robbie Ashford set to make his first collegiate start. I complained a little bit about the wide receivers earlier. I don't know if complaining is the right word. Well, question. We question. We, we still need earl- more proof. And
4: earlier in the week, we were talking about the big problems with the offensive line and quarterback, which, of course, are going to take the spotlight. But remember, one of the other questions coming into the season was can someone step out of that wide receiver room? Can it be better than last year? Because it was not very good last year. And that's still a real question. That, that question has not been answered. It's just unfortunate that the other two questions have gotten even more problematic and more emphatic. Uh, But I think what we've seen is we've seen Javarius Johnson do good things. I don't know if he's the type of receiver to pull in nine, 10 catches a game, but I certainly think he's a game breaker. He's a guy that can have three for 60 every single game, four for 75. Um, But beyond that, you still don't love what you see out of Shed Jackson. You are still looking for other guys to create space, looking for guys to make plays, and – Again, that's that would be it would be a nice problem to have if you could graduate onto that problem onto that problem, but right now the problems that offensive line and quarterback are so pronounced you can't even get to that yeah to that part of the element. Now we were talking to Jeff earlier, and I'm just kind of breaking things offensively down if that's okay with you. Run the ball, uh, Tank Bigsby nine carries, 39 yards last week. Uh, that's not like it was some magnificent shutdown job by Penn State. That's four point three a carry. If you get twenty carries in the game, that's about ninety yards. And if you remember at Penn State last year, he had about twenty six for one ten or so. It was a pretty similar average. So it was just a flat out weird and, and poor game plan to stop running the ball in the second quarter. I uh, remember we got six of those nine carries in the first quarter. And so the reality is I, I don't think they are proven to be a horrific run team or a run-blocking team. I think Tate Bixby obviously makes you better there. He's making a lot of people miss. He's obviously incredible in space. And so you've got to commit to that. Uh, Kansas State ran the ball very well on them two weeks ago. And, again, this is one of the fronts that's going to be one of the lesser fronts that you're going to see the entire rest of the year. So Auburn's got to focus on the run part of this. They've got to focus on Tank. Jarquez Hunter, Hunter is a, a heck of a second back, and Robbie Ashford's legs are, are real. We, we don't know exactly where the arm is. We think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of T.J. Finley, maybe even a little worse. But it the legs are superior to just about anyone in the country. He's going to make game-breaking type plays when he's given the opportunity. So there's really no excuse for Auburn not to come out with a run-heavy game plan and be running at 60 to 70% of the time tomorrow.
0: I just I'm frustrated with the offense so far this year. Like a lot of people are. I know, I'm not the only one in that boat. Through 3 games, there have only been 10 offensive touchdowns scored by Auburn and when you tell me hey you're going to have a stretch with San Jose State and Mercer and even Penn State. I mean, one one a single touchdown against Penn State?
4: Yeah, that's what happened. One and it was with Robbie.
0: I want to be able to break down a lot of touchdown scores. I'm a touchdown guy.
4: Well, instead, you got to break down why they're not scoring a lot. And I
0: minutes. don't like that. I yeah. do not like that at all. I, I mean, Jarquez has found the end zone a ton. Yep. But the man can't do, do it all himself. Do you
4: like that part of it, that he has been one of the – I mean, he's been – I think he's gotten more opportunities than Tank inside the red zone. And I think that's been a concerted effort. Do you like that?
0: Five touchdowns on the year for Jarquez. I mean, it's hard He's to argue about them.
4: that. But I'm just saying, if Tank Bigsby's your best player, and all of a sudden Jarquez Hunter is getting all the carries inside the twenty, I mean, it's you know, I mean, it's probably not something relatively speaking to question. But I mean. It's another. I think it's, an, it's a It's. It speaks to Jarquez, but I think it also is somewhat of a sign that again, it's a little bit of lack of respect for Tank.
1: But I say, I think it goes back to someone brought this up. I think a caller brought this up early, early in the week that it and it looks more like a trend where you give it to when you when there's plays that are designed for Tank Bigsby, he's going up the middle and he's hitting someone. When you get a Jarquez play, he's going to the outside and they're not really you know except for trying to pass at the tank. They're not sending Tank on the outside of those those spots, and when you get in the end zone, red zone, you're trying to get Jarquez to go outside and spread that out and defense out a little bit and have, give yourself a little bit more one on one. But Tank, they're get, trying to give Tank plays up the middle. They're
4: trying and, to get Jarquez as pop plays. Yeah, so.
1: and so I don't know why you wouldn't. And I think one of the, whoever what caller brought this up uh, brought the same point up. I don't know why you wouldn't try to get Tank on the outside a little bit more too in that red zone. If he you is if, just as athletic, yeah,
4: yeah, they Tank in the open field is awesome. We saw that 35, 36 yard catch he had, where he kind of took it near the line of scrimmage and and uh, and ran it down the middle of the field, made all those people miss. Look at all those people he's making miss in the open field. You know, I think I think one thing is I don't think they love what Tank is doing as a as a route guy. You know, I, I think that as his hands and his routes are still not where they want him to be as a running back, because again there's really just no reasoning to confine Tank to just one type of play. Um, and, and that's been another troubling part. That's inside, you know, obviously the problem number one is he's not getting enough touches, period. But problem number two is, as you guys are saying, you know, it's it's a, only a certain type of touch when in this day and age of, of football, I mean, running backs can do far more than just barrel into the line of scrimmage as good as Tank can be at that. So, uh, you know, there's – for a multiple offense, something that was supposed to be very creative, creatively balanced, we've really just not seen any sort of smart creati- creativity. We've not seen real balance, and that's got to change, or something else will change.
0: I got a little distracted by the deflated tiger head now outside no! of out of the Auburn Alumni Center. Um, we've got uh, I a saw battle of Missouri fans we, that's what a, We've got them. a battle of the Tigers, right? It, uh-huh. it, it's the Auburn Tigers. It's the Missouri Tigers. You never—it's a battle of the big cats, and you never know what to expect. And 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 so we'll see what happens here. But come by and see us. I'm giving away tickets, tickets to Auburn football. Come by, say hello to us, so you can go to the game. Tomorrow, and your phone calls are welcome, 334-887-3401. Auburn has scored 10 offensive touchdowns this season, no special teams touchdowns, no defensive touchdowns. Five of them have been scored by Jarquez Hunter. Who has the other five? What's TJ group Finley's think? got one. But i rushing. I, uh, I know the answer, but I would like to group Ash, think.
4: Ashford pass touchdown.
0: To Jarquez Hunter, who has half of them.
4: Okay, so you're – okay, so he's got to run going going in. I want the ball I
0: – I want to individually break it down. Who's holding the football? So Finley, Jarquez has five. Finley's at least got one. He does indeed. He rushed it in. Is that the only one he has?
1: That's a great question. I don't remember. The
0: answer is yes. He's only got one. Yeah. All right. Well, All right, so we've that, got so six. six.
4: Asher has – We
0: need to find more touchdowns here.
4: Does Ashford have one on
0: the ground? He does not have no. one on the ground. Only one passing to Jarquez last week. What do we think? I mean, group think here. We've got to get Man. four more touchdowns. Thanks. Jarquez has five. Does Tank have any? Tank has a few. Two, Two. three. He's got three.
1: Okay. All right, so that's there's one more.
0: All right, so Ashford has one passing does, touchdown does... to Jarquez Hunter, and Is T.J. It... Finley has one passing touchdown. Is it Javarius has one? No. Okay. It's John Samuel Shanker. Ah. We only have two passing touchdowns so far this year. Obviously. One the, by yeah. Ashford to Jarquez Hunter and Obviously one by one. Obviously the ones Finley against Mercer
4: and San Jose State felt a little yeah. insignificant to remember. Because yeah. they were
0: big plays. I mean, man.
4: Like, I remember coming out of the locker room uh, at that Mercer game. I remember Tank's long run. Right. Incredible play. More than play. anything. Any Incredible play, play. From those two games, probably.
0: We love big touchdowns. Let's take our first time out here this hour, 334-887-3401. Call it and say hello to us. Sports Call continues in a moment.
3: We need a timeout. Sports Call will be back after this quick break.
0: I'm Britt Bowen, voice of Auburn women's basketball and Auburn softball. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. And welcome back into the program. It's Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson, Ryan LaVoy, Brooks Childress. That's our names. Don't wear them out. Cam uh, Barry is back inside our studio. What's his name? Call us 334-887-3401. Anything that you want to talk about in the wide world of sports? I was quite busy last night. Totally oh, forgot yeah. that the uh, forgot that our Braves
1: played last night.
4: Oh, yeah. And they they played forgettably. They, and
1: they, would say, uh, they were on the field. Didn't score a run, fellas. And, you know, the Phillies only scored one of them.
0: I, uh, I I was like, wait a minute. Are the Braves playing tonight? And I looked. It was top of the ninth. one nothing. Yeah. And uh,
1: didn't even get a chance to turn it on. Good old Matt Beerling. Before sack they fly. lost. It wasn't even a fun run. It's a sack fly. For yeah, the-, the
4: wind was blown in in Philly, so no one could get anything anything out. Uh, JJ, would you like to play a game? <laughs> <laughs> All do right. do this with me a lot. What do you think Matt Olson is hitting in the month
0: of I saw, September? I don't know the number. I did see that The Athletic did a profile of this has now become statistically the worst month of his career.
4: Which is great timing for the Braves. Right. Um,
0: Matt Olson, who they, uh, you know, that, that's Freddie Freeman's replacement. You would hope that he's playing Freddie Freeman caliber baseball.
1: Not a lot of people are right now.
0: I'm going to say that in the month of September, Ryan LaVoy, Matt sure. Olson is hitting – a buck seventeen.
4: Oh! Wow! You almost got it dead on. A buck eighteen. No way! Inflation got an extra <laughs> extra penny in there. Um, that's not good. Eight of sixty-eight. That's September. not good, One man. One home run, four RBIs. Uh, we
0: need more.
4: I would bet on Max Fried to be able to deliver a, man. a line like that or better. Um, it's been rough, and that's kind of why the Braves run totals kind of slipping a little bit here. Is just reading between the lines obviously Olsen's been terrible this month but even guys like Swanson and Riley have just been a little off not not big slumps but hitting 250 this month instead of their usual 280 290 and it just kind of all adds together and and the Braves are starting to lose a lot of low scoring games here so uh, game and a half out still still in it but they can't let it get any worse than that before they play that series with the Mets at the end of next week.
1: I was about to say and you had a golden opportunity last night to get a half game on the Mets cuz they didn't play last night. It was the Braves and the Phillies played so you could have had that half game and then you you dropped a half game. So that that's that's unfortunate cuz when it comes down to the end it's you know every half game matters especially when you're playing the maybe you're playing a team like That's played like the Mets.
0: Do yourself a favor. Listen to the Sports Call podcast brought to you by Coca-Cola. If you ever miss Sports Call Live or uh, you you just want to go back and listen to our fun interviews, you can find the podcast wherever you get them on any platform and leave us a five-star rating and written review. I was not on the program yesterday, and so I listened to the Sports Call podcast on my drive back to the Plains today.
1: You were dearly missed.
0: And, And while listening to the program, you guys had a bit of a baseball discussion. Retired Wardam Steve was asking you about Aaron Judge's home run chase, and particular records in the sport and that sort of thing. Brooks, you were on the program with Drew and uh, Brant Daughtry. I was really disappointed in in our, our lack of home run knowledge. I'm sorry there for baseball. I really thought
1: somebody would at least step up to the plate. Well. I'm not well, a home run going hitter. On with the home have, you, have you seen my – you've seen me at softball. I, I'm not stepping up to any plate. I, it was just tough.
0: Uh, you know, he was asked, okay, Aaron Judge has 60 home runs. Right. And Steve was like, what is this record for a single season? What Bonds, what, what is he yeah. going to try and do? 72. I want
4: to 73.
0: Okay. What's the career total? Albert Pujols is trying to get to 700. 700. see, I knew Bonds had that one. Okay, but the numbers but weren't know. there. 760." Two. Yeah. You know, and then I got we, him out eventually. And then and we were trying to come up with names and and we were forgetting the Mark McGuire's and Sammy Sosa's wow. getting no love. It was tough. It was that was the, the toughest part to listen to. I'm sorry. Other yeah, than that, Aaron's phenomenal. So, so. That Brad was, Law you, interview, I'm a big fan. Bill Bender interview, great stuff, breaking down college football. We did a little bit of baseball <clears throat> trivia. And you're our baseball guy self proclaimed, Brooks. And I was what, heartbroken. Would
1: you like to suspend me from the program? I might have All to. All right.
0: I might have to. 120-second suspension starting now. Okay?
4: Well, he's not allowed to say eh, you Yep, there he goes. There he
0: goes. I can't believe it. The
4: McGuire-Sosa home says run he's a baseball one of the guy. Fa- most famous home run battles ever. Right. In the mid to late 90s. So, and, they, and they both had a couple straight years of that. And they had one year in particular where they both set what would have been the record, I think, one had 66 and one had 70, but, you know, you had multiple years where Sosa and Maguire hit 55, 60 home runs there. And
0: let's now remind people. Which
4: may or may not have been um, under the influence of a certain performance-enhancing substance. When
0: were we born, Ryan? We were born in, uh,
4: you were born 1995, I was born 1996. Right,
0: and, and we still were able to come across this information, uh-huh. right?
4: Unlike 1994, people.
0: Well, Brooks was born in '95. Oh,
4: he was still born in '95. Yeah, yeah you're right. March of '95. Yeah. Right.
0: Disappointing. Heartbreaking. Wow.
4: This became the rag on Brooks segment. I didn't want it to be. I
0: really didn't want you did it to be. Did a good job though. And then he started bringing up baseball, and or I guess I set up the conversation on <laughs> no, baseball. No, you drug him. <laughs> and you then you I...
4: found a bus for to throw him under. Right.
0: The Braves aren't going to win the division, are they?
4: I haven't thought so really all year. Um, and they've gotten it damn close because they have obviously mean, took a brief lead for like a, a day for 24 hours. Um, but they've, the, like I said, the very minimum they can't be down more than two when they play the Mets. Really, they can't be down more than one because if they're down two, they need to sweep to take the lead. If they're if they're down one, they can win the series and tie and sweep and and take a two game lead and, and be in the driver's seat. But they, they cannot let it get any further than it is now.
0: Suspension over for Mr. Childress. I'm out from under the bus. He's back. He's back. I noticed you, I'm didn't, sorry. you didn't appeal your suspension either. You just said, you know what? I'm wrong here. I am the self-proclaimed baseball guy. I don't know if I've ever
1: self-proclaimed that I know Brooks. of all knowledge. Brooks. I, I called Brooks. Aaron. What did I call Aaron Judge once? I called him something. You tried to give him the National League yeah. MVP award. Yeah. So like, As an
0: American League player, you tried to give him the National so League I don't MVP know. award. I
1: enjoy baseball. La-
0: the other night at Pickleball, that actually Sandy came Sosa up. Sammy Sosa
1: and Mark McGuire had an ESPN 30 for 30 that I m- so much enjoyed. Right. Right. years ago it was right after they aired it right after um because we were
0: born in 95 and we weren't yeah. really cognitive when that whole no. chase was going on
1: i was just sat in front of tv and said here braves world series and i'm like oh god <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i was famously born 10 days after the braves won the 95 world series
1: I'm on that there, wonderful night the 7th of, of, of november
0: you. are you happy we were talking about you at pickleball the other
1: evening were you
0: yes all right. I said your your uh, lack of Aaron Judge National League MVP odds. Yeah, uh, or discuss <coughs> discussed the other. Well, evening. and also
4: every time the score is two five one, we always say right. like Brooks. That's right. So
0: we really do. It no matter at what point the game is, our group, if someone is serving, and you must declare that it is 2 two five one. Yeah, we say,
1: Brooksy Yeah, and that's you because so. two five one's the best five one. Yeah. Some would say best bar none. That that rhymes. Eight eight seven
0: thirty four zero one toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine. College football tomorrow. The Auburn Tigers taking on Missouri. I'm sorry, your fiance is approaching. I'm sorry, I had
1: a lack of baseball knowledge. All right, for the for I'm I'm sorry that I, I dropped the ball. Did you know your fiance's here? Is that who that is? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't recognize her uh, working. <laughs> like you're on the job right yeah. now. Yeah. And we you're have fans just, that yeah. came yeah. up to. Technically, she's still on the job. Yeah. Four more minutes? Three more minutes? Because she's working 445? late.
0: 445? She's working late tonight. Oh, okay. Oh. I got you. you know? It is homecoming. Yeah. I love it. A proud Auburn University employee, some would say, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love running into those. What a day. What, what a day. Friday. What a Friday. Hey, make sure you come out to the huddle tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Breakfast will be served. What's the best
1: breakfast food? Oh, waffles?
4: Oh, see, it's particular types of waffles and pancakes. I like chocolate chip waffles personally. Uh, that's what I get every single time at uh That's Waffle allowed. House. Okay. Um, but I love the pancake and syrup. Mixture, right? You know? uh, I don't know why you have to pick a side in that debate. I like them both on my plate, personally. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think you're you're kind of running low on options in a, on breakfast places in town. I feel like there's a handful or so. You
1: know what's you know what's underrated, and you can't you can't really get it at a restaurant. But you have like what what's an underrated breakfast? What is a breakfast casserole? That's an underrated breakfast.
0: Describe a breakfast casserole to you, me, please.
1: Uh, so the last Since one, I know nothing. The last one I had, it was my my father made it, and it was a layer of biscuits on the bottom. Okay. And then you put a layer of like eggs and cheese mixture on top. Bake it, and then you put cheese, more cheese on top. You can throw some hash browns in there too. I think he did throw some hash browns in there on top as well. And then you just bake what it. What about a meat sausage? Yeah, Get some breakfast sausage in there. I like it. Yeah. Anyway, uh,
0: breakfast tomorrow. What was yours, JJ? Yeah, I love it all. I love it all.
4: Uh, You didn't seem to love that, though. Scrambled
0: eggs,
1: probably. Are you an all-star special kind of guy at Waffle House? I
0: used to be, Mm. back
1: in my glory days. Back in your glory days. It's so much food. It it is just so much food. You a bacon or city ham kind of guy?
0: (laughs) Typically sausage. Okay. (laughs) Wow. So, I, I was late to the bacon party. I really was. Can you, can you be late to the bacon party? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if we. You know how we asked that one guy? I wish, one, we knew his name. And oh, two, yeah. our walker by guy. Yeah. I wish, one, we knew his name. And two, I wish he was here to answer every single survey question <laughs> that we had. But I feel like if you presented folks with those three options that you get at breakfast
1: bacon, of ham, meat, sausage.
0: Bacon, ham, sausage. Yeah. I am proclaiming. That the majority of people would choose bacon. Probably, I agree.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's not even
0: close, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, for that reason alone, I was late to the bacon party. Because <laughs> you wouldn't just pick hearing it. that. Yes, I, I was
4: late to the bacon party. Like, <laughs> because where I, is this? Party I would traditionally
0: that... pick sausage. Okay. But then you, and I, I have bacon, and I'm like, you know what? It's damn good. <laughs> I like it. I like you, it a you, lot.
4: There's still time for you to become Ron Swanson. There's still time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, uh, the huddle coming up tomorrow. Again, an amazing game day experience at the Auburn Alumni Center. Starting at 8 a.m. and closing 30 minutes before kickoff. Plenty of time for you to walk over to Jordan-Hare Stadium. There's going to be food and drinks. There's going to be a cash bar. Music by Shackelford Lane. Family activities and visits by Aubie and Auburn cheerleaders. For tomorrow's tailgate. Contributing members of the Alumni Association will receive a special gift free breakfast. That's why I brought it up. It's a professional oh, segue right there. Uh, there. Yeah. Uh, and life members get a free drink ticket as well. 317 South College Street. Look for the giant inflatable tiger head in Auburn colors, by the way, because the Missouri Tigers are going to be around. Sure. I'm not putting it past Missouri that maybe they have. An inflatable tiger that they've snuck in the area I think that's somehow, some way. It could be. He's it could be. It. So, Auburn color, inflatable tiger head. Uh, and be sure to pre-register for quick check-in. For more information, aub.ie slash the huddle. Or call 334-844-2586. You want to ponder with JJ for a moment? I'll ponder with JJ for a moment. aub.ie slash the Slash the huddle. Yeah. Auburn is so smart that we've got this website that's AUB.ie. It's not .com. It's not .org. It's not .net. Like, who decides those things?
1: Well, I don't know if, if you put it together. AUB.ie is Auburn. It's also yeah. aub, right. I don't know. I don't know who decides those things. Is it Grace? Do you want to Google it, you know? But then you're using a search engine. Yeah. I just say, I don't know what what I would, who decides Auburn's website. Those
0: are the thoughts that go through my head sometimes, and I wanted to verbalize them.
4: You've been having a lot of weird thoughts today, man.
1: Do you need more popcorn? I
0: want to join the Auburn Alumni Association and get great benefits like access to events, free swags, discounts, and the magazine, aub.ie slash belong. Guess who uh, renewed their membership this week? I was flipping through the map. We've reached the end of the hour. I was flipping through the magazine last night, actually, and I want to talk about that as we get started in the next hour all of the program. Right. Okay, I want to do that. We're going to do that, and we're also going to have Todd Deary join us here. Maybe Grace will join the program at some point. A, Probably hard not. Hard pass. Floor, yeah. That'd be a miracle. Uh, all right, we've reached the end of the hour. we got Auburn football tickets to give away as well. Alongside Brooks Sheldrus and Ryan Lavoy Cambieri in our studios, I'm JJ Jackson. Two hours of the Bucks, and we're rolling.
3: Two hours of sports call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go.